Now, here's your host, Mark Moses. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome indeed to, yes, a Tuesday edition of the Mark Moses Show, only right here on the brand new 107.9 FM, 1560 AM, and anywhere you listen online and podcast. I had a very nice holiday weekend. I hope you did as well. It was busy. It was cold. We had a lot going on with Daytona 500 getting delayed till Monday. Uh, spring training for baseball starting up here around the state of Florida. But I want to begin with this. I love the NBA with all my heart. But that was a disaster over the weekend. Even though I saw a report this morning saying that All-Star Saturday night ratings were up from last year. Well, man, man, oh, man. We're at the point where Friday night with the rookie, sophomore, even though it's not that anymore, the celebrity game, dunk contest, the actual game on Sunday night, not good. Not good at all. No one's even trying, and it's like, ah, whatever. That's kind of the viewpoint right now. I'm going to tell you why. It's very, very complicated with this answer, so I got to make sure I say this correctly. Number one. Can't stress this enough. All-star games will never be as good as they used to be. And here's why. And this means for football, baseball, basketball, hockey, doesn't matter. They'll never be as good as they used to be from the standpoint of everything's on TV now. Everything's on social media. Everything's on your phone. Before, when you had an all-star game growing up, it was a big deal. The American League is playing the National League. You didn't see that because they didn't play each other. Or, hey, this guy plays on the East Coast. He's going to play someone on the West Coast in a basketball game. You don't see that all the time on a television or hear it on the radio or look for it on a phone. But now everything is available. Every single game. Every game, every player, every highlight. It's in real time. So if Steph Curry does something great, we know right away. And we see the highlight of it. LeBron. Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, the Joker, John Morant. You can go on and on and on and on. You didn't see this. Remember, it famously in the 80s, we went from 40 years ago, you went from something where CBS was playing the NBA Finals on tape delay. It wasn't even live. To now, we know everything about every player. and We know about every play and every stat. Everything's right there in the palm of our hands. So when you get an all-star game, like, wow, look at all these all-stars. So what? I see every game with them anyway. So that idea of like, oh man, this is going to be really cool. It's not cool. It's not. It's not that big of a deal anymore. It used to be big. I remember, dude, I was in high school. This is like late 90s. And they're like, baseball is going to do interleague play. So you're going to have scenarios where the Red Sox are going to play at the Dodgers. Or the Yankees are going to be at Wrigley Field taking on the Cubs. And this hasn't happened in a 50 years with these matchups. And last time, I remember this, Yankees, oh, last time they were at Wrigley Field, it was Babe Ruth calling his shot in the World Series at the turn of the century. That's what it felt like. This is a big deal. Now, ah, whatever. Ah, they play there all the time. Yeah, It's not a big deal anymore. It's not. You can watch everything. See, it's good. It's exciting. I get everything. But now we take it for granted. Your phone is a supercomputer, and you're like, "Mm, why didn't my text message go through? That's what we've turned as Americans moving forward. It's not good enough for us. Uh, Or the guy did a dunk, yeah, whatever. Now I'm watching this old episode of uh, Seinfeld on my phone. 
That's what's happened. So you could like, all right, we'll go east-west. Maybe we go USA versus Europe. Maybe we do LeBron versus Durant teams. Maybe we It's like, all right. So you have that aspect of this. Second thing is, especially of all the sports we have in this country, the NBA is the worst from the standpoint of the players are spoiled. They're beyond spoiled. Ever since they were 10, 12 years ago. I'm sorry, 10 or 12 years old. That's the word I'm trying to look for. They've been babied. They've been pampered. They've been told they're the man. And they've got one goal. Get to the NBA. Get there. Get to the NBA. Get paid. Then after that, ah, whatever. Got to get to the league. Get to the league. Get there. You get to the league. Now look, these guys are one in a million. One in a million type players. All around the world to get to the NBA. But they get there. They get their guaranteed contract. Well, I've made it. I don't need to try hard. I don't need to give you my 110% every night. Eh, whatever. I've already made it. I'm already a winner. That's what it feels like to me. And especially when you look at these contracts they're getting. I mean, you get top, like top superstars are making 50 to $60 million a year. A year. We're now finally entering European soccer contracts. Top guys making 50 or $60 million a year. Why should I go all out every night? Hey, I got 82 games. This money's guaranteed. I don't need to give you everything. It's not like 1980s basketball where Larry Bird's giving out his back to try to win the championship. Eh, whatever. We win, we lose. I'm getting paid 50, 60 million. You're like, well, that's not every player. No. See, that's what's great about being an NBA basketball player. So the top guys are making 50 to 60 million a year. So the mid-level guys, if you are a rotation guy, you're probably making 25 million a year. 25 million a year and you're not even a star. You're the 12th guy on the bench. You might make $10 million a year. That's why, hey, just get to the league, get paid. Just make sure I play for 10 years. My grandchildren will never have to work for a living. So that's the other problem. So it's like, hey, uh, be competitive in this all-star game. Why? I don't need to do that. You saw guys like Luca and the Joker. They're openly like, ah, whatever. Who cares about this game? I'll see you in the second half for we get ready for the stretch run. Ah, whatever. There were parts of that game Sunday night. I saw Paulo Bencaro, and I'm so excited he made the all-star team. I was like, look, I know that guy. I've had him on the show. I saw when he was drafted by the Magic. I'm very excited. I'm so happy the Magic, for the first time since 2020, have an actual All-Star. And it's one they actually drafted. Who even knows the last time that was? I don't know, 2009? 10, 11? Maybe with Dwight Howard. They finally have a real All-Star. I'm so excited for him. And he's out there. And his first bucket in the NBA All-Star game, hopefully one of many for Paolo, he literally just dribbles up the court, and just everyone just ole. And he just goes in for an easy dunk. And I, in that moment, I was watching with my dad for a second. I'm like, I literally could score 29 points in this game. I am not kidding around. I could get out there and drop 29, 30 points in this basketball game. That's how bad it is. You're like, how bad was it, Mark? One team scored 200 points in this game. And it wasn't like MTV Rockin' Jack where they added the 25-point bucket or a 10-pointer. It's not like NBA Jam Tournament Edition, where it's got the spot-ups 
for the extra shots. Oh, man, this guy just hit a 10-footer. Oh, man, that counts as 30 points. Like, no, no. Two and three points. One team scored over 200. The losing team scored 180. Man. (laughs) So crazy. Just play some defense. No, bro. I don't need to do nothing for nobody. That's what it feels like to me. Ah, whatever. And then the number one thing I will complain about. What happened to the dunk contest? What is this? What happened? Hey, we've had great dunk contests. Hey, the greatest one is Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine. That is the greatest. If you've never seen it before, just go on YouTube. Search 2016 dunk contest where the judges after a while didn't know what to do. Because both guys were superheroes out there doing the most amazing, just amazing dunks you've ever seen. And both were getting 50s after a while. It's the best. And then what we saw on Saturday night was the worst dunk contest I've ever seen in my life. Here are my thoughts. Moving forward, if I'm the commissioner, if I'm Adam Silver, here's what I'm doing. Okay, first off, no one over the height of six foot six is allowed to be in the dunk contest. I don't know why the NBA never understands this, this memo, but no one at home wants to watch a tall power forward or center dunk the basketball. It doesn't look sexy. It doesn't look cool. I know Dwight Howard, he's won it, but I don't want to see that. No one over six foot six. It's boring looking to see tall guys because they should be dunking anyway. It doesn't look, you know, poetic in the air. It doesn't, it looks bad. My second point, um, enough with every single year, somehow a guy on the New York Knicks is in it. Where in years past, it was Obi Toppin who's won it. Who, by the way, it appears played high school basketball here in Brevard County. That's another story. So Obi Toppin's won it. Then now he has a brother that's out there who's also on the Knicks. And he's out there doing some dunks. No, stop it. Stop shoving the Knicks down our throat in every competition. I get it. It's the number one market, but I don't care anymore. Um, Here's my next one. You have to be a full-time NBA player. To compete in an NBA contest. I'm sorry. Matt McGloing, who plays for the Osceola Magic, who used to be the Lakeland Magic. I get it. I saw him at Magic Media Day. He's a super nice guy. I think he's one of the greatest dunkers in the history of mankind. And he should be in the Olympics for the long junk competition. But I'm sorry. No, you have to play in the NBA. You've done it twice in a row. If you asked him, he'd probably say, okay, would you rather be a full-time NBA player, or would you rather be the guys, the dunk contest winner? He'd say full-time NBA player. So moving forward, enough of the G League guys. No, NBA guys have to compete. And finally, um, eight guys have to compete, like old school. I want it multiple rounds. I'm sorry, multiple rounds. Not just four guys. I want eight. We got all Saturday night to work on this. That's what it needs to be. And finally, maybe you need some new blood with the announcers. I know Kenny Smith's done it forever, and I like Kenny Smith, even though he got in trouble for comments he made when Steph took on the best WNBA shooter for the three-point contest. All right, maybe you keep Kenny. Maybe you got to get some new blood in there for the dunk contest. Maybe some younger guys who've never seen it before. Those are my thoughts on the NBA dunk contest. I like the three-point contest. I do. 
The, what's the other one? The skills competition? We don't need that. Just, just stop it. And just for the, for the all-star game, just seriously, just play some type of defense. Please. No. Screw you. We're not going to do it. All right. What I tried. I did. I like Adam Silver. He looks sick to his stomach. Sick to his stomach handing out <laughs> that MVP trophy. <laughs> what do we do next year? What do we even do? Dodgeball? What are we going to do out there? So that that's the NBA. I had to go 10 minutes on that. Then, then, I watched yesterday afternoon. I watched the Daytona 500. I always do. And it was fun going there last Thursday. It was. I always love going there for Speed Week. Um, that was supposed to be Sunday. The weather was so awful that it got moved to Monday, which I like. Then they're like, hey, here's what we're going to do. You got to give credit to Daytona. So the race that was supposed to be Saturday got postponed. And they said, here's what we're going to do. Monday in the morning, we're going to have that Saturday race. Then at 4 o'clock, we're going to have the Daytona 500. Then they're like, nah, Monday morning, this isn't going to work with the weather. So the Saturday Saturday race went from Saturday to Monday Monday morning, then to Monday night. Is that race still going on right now? It started, I think, at 9 o'clock last night after the Daytona 500. What? Then it's 4 o'clock. They said, all right, 4 o'clock with the start. I got multiple publications, emails, all this stuff. I got all of them. It's going to start at 4 o'clock. The race. Four o'clock. That's what we're going to do. Four o'clock, buddy. Four o'clock. It's 4.30. And they're still previewing the race. Just start the race already. Then they do. Here's what I do every year. So I watch the race from the standpoint of, I watch the first 20 laps. Then somehow I play video games. I take a nap. Then I watch the last 50 laps of the race. I was very confused by the end. I know this happened multiple times where... I don't know why, just these NASCAR drivers are insane. Ten laps to go there at Daytona. They decide, you know what? We're going to crash into each other. Yeah, ten laps to go, this should take about an hour and a half with all the cautions. We're going to crash into each other. We're going to do this. We're going to make this as hard as possible for anyone to win this race. And I like kind of the new announcer crew. And who was it? Clint Boyer, the former racer. He, he knew Cause he's been in there. He's like, I oh, watch this. They're going to wreck into each other. And they did. And then who even won? It was so confusing at first by the ending of that race where you're like, wait, what did someone win? Cause there was right when they got to the, they got there to the finish line. There was still one lap to go, but then everyone started crashing. So all of a sudden on the broadcast yesterday on Fox, they're like, ah, oh, well, this guy wins. William Byron, Hendrick Motorsports. He's the champ. And even he didn't know he won at first. And then someone had to single, you know, signal it into his headset. Hey, you just won the race. And this is what I will say about Daytona. And this is what's awesome. I like there's that moment. And and radio and TV do a great job where we get to hear in the headset of the guys talking to the driver and then the driver as well. And there's that moment yesterday where the winner... It clicked in his brain. I'm a Daytona 500 winner. It's awesome. That is that is one of my favorite moments in sports. When it clicks and your life has changed forever. 
you're a champion of the Daytona 500. I'm sorry, the highest honor in racing. You put that on the resume, you are a winner for life. Reminds me in golf with, hey, you won the Masters. You're a Masters champion. You get the green jacket. And for the rest of your life, I won the Masters. You can go play at any golf course in America. They'll let you play for free. They'll probably pay you to play there because you're a Masters champion. And someone will be like, well, I want to play the Masters champion. And they'll pay money to do that. Same Daytona. Hey, hey, I'm a Daytona 500 winner. I know how to drive a race car. That's what it feels like to me. It's awesome, dude. It is. That was a cool moment. That really was. And finally, over the weekend, um, I did this yesterday. It feels like it was three weeks ago. I don't know, because it's so cold outside. So I usually do this with my family where I go visit my parents in Port St. Lucie. And we go to Mets spring training. That's right. Hey, baseball spring training is back. This week and someone into next, they're going to be training. So you need to check the schedule around, let's see, you know, they're not in Melbourne anymore. Boo! They're not in Orlando anymore. Boo! Here's the closest. You go south on 95, go to Port St. Lucie, go see the Mets practice. Hey, it's free and open to the public. We went there around 930 yesterday morning. You park for free. You go see the team practice. I saw Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. Doing infield practice yesterday. I mean, former Florida Gator. I and mean, he's awesome. My sister has a crush on him, but that's another story. So we're watching that, and we're seeing the guys in the cage, and it's just cool to go to. It really is. You got them. You could drive to Jupiter, and you could see the Marlins and the Cardinals. West Palm Beach has the Nationals. Again, boo! Nationals and uh the Houston Astros, who used to be... Where were they? In Kissimmee? Yeah. They used to be in Coco years, decades ago. You got that? And then you can also go to Lakeland for the Detroit Tigers. That's another close one, kind of. And then Yankees are in Tampa. And then all Southwest, you have all the, you know, the Pirates, Red Sox, Rays, all that stuff. I was telling some of my GM Pete, we looked at trying to go to Tampa for the Yankees for spring training. Cheapest ticket was $62 to a game. It's spring training. $62. Just go to the Rays and watch the Yankees play for cheaper in a regular season game. Yeah. So baseball's back, buddy. It was 60 degrees yesterday at practice. I'm not used to that. And the players are like, mm, we'll kind of practice today. We'll see tomorrow when it gets uh, warmer outside. So it was a busy weekend. It really was. And I just want to say this from the bottom of my heart. The last 10 days or so were super crazy. Super, super crazy for me from the standpoint of, let's go back here. And I, I had to write this down in, in an email for corporate because I'm, I'm a big time around here. So literally, let me make sure I have this right here. If we go back, today is 220. Here's what we did. Here's what we did. February 9th, we were at Club 52 Poker for the Sports Trivia Challenge. I was at Fish Lips Waterfront Bar and Grill at the port for our Super Bowl watch party. Okay. I was at NXT Wrestling on 213. That was awesome. 214, I was downtown Melbourne for our Valentine, I can't even say it right. Valentine's Day night singles mixer at Hurricane Creek. 215, we were at Daytona Speedway sponsored by McDonald's. Then Saturday night, I was at 
the Galaxy Bar in Merritt Island giving away Willie Nelson and Rockville tickets. I also did basketball in there for Eastern Florida, and we went to Mets camp yesterday. I'm not kidding. I took two naps yesterday. Two naps! That's why we're awesome. Or the show's awesome, or you're awesome. So if you want to win Orlando City soccer tickets, go to my website at sportsradio1560.com. I got tickets for Saturday, 224, the opener. You want to go? Sign up right now, sportsradio1560.com. Oh, we're going big, right? Coming up on Saturday, I'm going to be at Kelly Ford, 12 to 2 p.m. with 95.9 The Rocket. I'm giving away two tickets to the Rolling Stones concert coming up in June there in Orlando. All right, now we got the plugs out of the way. Let's go to break. Let's talk some Gators basketball. They're 24th in the country. They got a big game tomorrow at Alabama. John Ferry will join me. We'll break it down next.